1: Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection, with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean-Victoria Norlock, bringing your inner light to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of Everyday Connection. I'm Rick Shields. We're going to have an exciting episode tonight. Uh, I know I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, we have uh, as our guest this evening David Cole. Uh, David's going to be talking with us about uh, Celtic Christianity or Celtic Christian spirituality, uh, as you wish, uh, he is a, uh, teacher, uh, leader. Uh, he works with the community of Aden and Hilda. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. David will correct me here shortly. Um, it's a global community. Um, it sounds to me like it's not really defined by specific locations, that sort of thing, but a global community of Celtic, uh, uh, Christians. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to hearing how that goes. Uh, so we're going to get running here in just a few moments. Uh, I would like to say a few thank yous uh, to Bill over at uh, Interchild. Uh, if you haven't been over to Interchild Radio or Interchild Enterprises uh, to see uh, Bill and the crew, the family, uh, I strongly suggest that you do great folks. Um. And uh, have given us an opportunity to uh, help promote the show, and I think that's wonderful. Um, and I see our uh, dear Jean trying to get in. Jean Victoria Norlock, how are you, Jean?
2: I'm excellent, Rick. How are you today?
1: I'm just fantastic. Wonderful. And I uh, just wanted to put into the chat room that you uh, might need to refresh to find the Skype button, but it should be there now. And uh was just saying some thank yous to uh, Bill over at Inner Child for uh, all his support and uh, assistance. Yes.
2: yes, he is an absolutely amazing man. Absolutely.
1: Yes, indeed. So folks go over and visit uh, and uh, get to know Bill and the family over there. All right. Well, it's been a, uh, I will have to say that it's been quite a week around everyday connections. Uh, We've had some everyday disconnection, or at least I have in the past week. And so there's been plenty of work that's been going on. And, uh, uh, but... You know, that's kind of the fun of it, really. The adventure of, you know, wow, what's going to happen next? And how am I <laughs> going to figure out how to get over that? And... Because uh, we always do. Sometimes we forget in the middle that we're going to, but we always do. And, uh, uh, in fact, for thousands of years on the planet, people would forget and not get over it until they croaked. But, you know, now we get to... Get separate and get back together within a day or two. It's really kind of cool.
2: Yeah, it seems to be coming a lot faster um, each and every time. Uh, this week was was a tad rough, but um, this week's tad rough lasted what two days as opposed to a whole week.
1: Yeah, yeah, a couple of days, rough, couple of days. Uh, but uh, as Abraham and several others have said, the higher your vibration gets, the the more an off. Vibration feels icky.
2: Yeah, so. definitely definitely was reminded of that this week that um a good friend of ours, again, Lucian, was in the wings taking care of me as he usually does. Um and said, you know, it's gonna feel your ick is gonna feel a hundred times ickier <laughs> now because you know that your ick is just not where you wanna be. So um it's not it's not acceptable ick for you anymore. And it was it was a potent reminder. The last couple of days was definitely a potent reminder of how icky that icky can feel.
1: Oh yeah, and I think everybody really, uh, when I first heard that, once I kind of thought about it, um, it, it makes sense. If you, if you imagine a day you're just happy as can be, it, you've been waiting for this day for months. It's your day off. You're going to the whatever, and. So you're just all excited and then uh, somebody says or does something that brings you down. It's just a horrendous crash Uh, when you might get bad news like that often and you've kind of made yourself used to it so you don't feel it too much. Once you start getting into high flying vibrations, it is a big contrast. and uh, uh, So that's a, a bit of a shocking thing. I know I heard a tape from abraham once i i know i mentioned them a lot it's just i've heard more of their tapes than others uh but who, where they said uh someone asked them is it is it normal when first you know reading your work and beginning to work on myself is it normal for everything to go to hell <laughs> and abraham said well um yes <laughs> um you begin to shift things that you know have sort of been stuck in position for a decade or two or three or four. Um, things can get kind of shifty, and um, and when you start purposely raising your vibration, the off vibrations feel really off. So yes, things can feel really horrible when you when you begin this work. But you can't go back, you know, too much now. And uh, I think that
2: runs right across the board with almost every belief system out there. I mean, it's all based on the same the same truths and the same energy, anyway. So um, because in I I know in the Christian teachings that you know it's it's perfectly acceptable when you first set your feet onto that path of um, of inner peace and knowing God that yeah some stuff is gonna fall by the wayside because what's going on in your your life now just doesn't fit in with who you're trying to become.
1: Right, and it might seem odd, but you start working on peace in your life, you kinda of sort of have to find all the not peace that's in you and
2: it, get rid of it,
1: release it and uh, yeah. and it feels rather um uh, unpeaceful as it passes by
2: would <laughs> <It really does. laughs> be it one really way does. you
1: could put it um
2: it really does but i guess that's where that that holding on to the the faith and the light comes in where you know you have to hold your center and know that the good is good is you would say in escrow um sitting in the wings hanging out in the vortex good's coming
1: it's yours good's it's, it's good's honest. all there is and um, you know
2: and you know i i think holding on to that and even allowing other people to remind you of that, because goodness gracious, what our friends are for! Thank you, Rick, for keeping my feet under me this week.
1: <laughs> ah, the Elohim, do you have your feet under your shoulders? Yeah,
2: <clears throat> are I you think standing?
1: The warrior, maybe, but um, uh, I was checking. We do hmm. have a guest in the uh, in the chat room, uh, David. If you're out there, you're having uh, trouble getting in. Uh, you should be able to refresh the. Show screen and and find the Skype button there. Uh, David was going to be skyping in tonight and possibly even skyping in from his car. So uh, <laughs>
2: dedication we, to the message, we, right absolutely. there, absolutely.
1: And and uh, uh,
2: and skyping in, might I add, from like one a.m. his time, I believe,
1: where he something, is something along those lines. So yeah. um,
2: that's a lot of a lot of willingness to share love and light.
1: Yeah, and uh, had horrible Skype problems and had to get all that straightened out and and uh, and, and did so just so that he could uh, join us. So I know that if uh, um, if we do have difficulty getting David in, uh, it's not uh, lack of enthusiasm on David's part. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh no, no, no! He's been trying. We talked today actually for the first time.
1: Yeah, we had a little little uh, test run just to see if Skype could talk to Skype, yeah. and uh, so that if all else failed, he could try to call one of us um but um uh this is what our our second show with blog yes Yes. so uh it's kind of new i've i've actually discovered some new bits i've got the the control panel over here and the chat over here and got all this stuff so i can see it all so it feels really great but uh there's david in the chat now um
2: And the Skype button is um, is tricky because it's got a three step process to it. You got to hit the Skype button, then you got to go to another box, hit that, and then you got (laughs) to.
1: Internet Explorer is going to try to protect you and say, "Do you really want to Skype somebody?" And you're going to say yes, and then Skype's going to say, "Hey, Internet Explorer is trying to Skype somebody. You want to do that?" Um, I know the kind of trouble we get in with computers if we don't have those verification boxes. But there are times when you're in a hurry that you're like, "Yes, I yes." I wouldn't be clicking Skype if I didn't want to. Would you just call? <laughs> but, <clears throat> uh, I know that. Ah, uh, there's Bill. Bill has joined us. Oh, wonderful! Um,
2: that's, that's wonderful news. Hi, Bill. And uh, thank you again for all your love and support this week.
1: Ah, uh, this week and every week. Uh, yeah. I, I I got to know the- Bill uh, a while back, and he's as As you said Jane, just an amazing, amazing man
2: I just um because I just got to know him, and he just opens up his world to you know everybody that he can, and um you feel safe with bill, and I think that's that's a big thing is that he's just he's just Bill, and you can talk to him, and I think that's that's why he's so special, you know. You don't feel like you have to be anybody but yourself.
1: And I I do think sometimes that the uh, uh that comfort, that that sudden just you feel uh, how did you put it? You just feel at home, you just feel safe. Safe. Uh
2: I think it's the word I would use for Bill. I feel I feel safe with he,
1: him. He um he stays in that uh everyday connection. And uh, and and when you're in that everyday connection, you just exude the love that you are, and and then people feel that way. Uh, yeah. He he says he's blushing now. Aww. Uh, he said hi Rick and Jean. Uh, how are you guys? Actually, he said hi Jean and Rick. Jean always comes first.
2: <laughs> Ladies first. He's a true gentleman. Absolutely. Phil, um, I'm wonderful tonight. Thank you. I've um, turned a lot of stuff around in 24 hours. So. Thank you for that. Uh, you were a part of that as well, so I appreciate it.
1: All right. Well, I think we might have found uh, our explorer guide, David Cole.
0: Hello.
2: Awesome. Hi. Hi.
0: Sorry about that. So, uh, That's okay. tackled with uh, technology. <laughs> oh, uh,
1: technology is wonderful as long as it works. Absolutely. If. If. Uh, yes. You have a speaker yeah. on your end. Maybe you could yeah. turn down the volume a little bit, or uh, we're getting yeah, those. a bit of a repeat. That? Oh, that's that lovely. Perfect?
2: Yeah. yeah, perfect.
1: Well, Great. welcome, David. How are
0: you? Thank you.
1: Yeah, Doing good. well. You. Yeah. Good. Yeah, good. Something some one a.m. Or, or or so over there. Yeah,
0: about one fifteen now. I managed to stay awake. To get on.
1: <laughs> well, bless you. Uh I know I'm really looking forward to uh to hearing about your group and uh your alls uh beliefs because I just am, am unfamiliar and it seems strange for someone named O'Shields to be unfamiliar with Celtic stuff, but it uh, it is true.
2: So I guess um we would we would start with our our typical one line question and I don't know how much you can sum it up really so I think we're just going to let you speak a little bit about what you do who you are where you're from and then um, we'll let the conversation run from there so if you could introduce yourself to our guests and try and explain a little bit about what Celtic Christian Christianity is and what your role is within the Celtic Christian community
0: yeah I'd be happy to thank you um I work for an organization called the community of Aidan and Hilda uh, which has been going for somewhere around about 15 years now. We're a dispersed community which means uh, we don't live together um, but uh, our idea is that we live out by a way of life into our everyday life, so kind of bringing spirituality into uh, everyday life. Um, Celtic Christianity is uh, something that's not Quite the same as what you might find in the mainstream church, particularly in the West. Um, Somewhere around uh, the 4th, 5th and 6th century, there was a bit of a dispute uh, within the church system, Um, particularly in in northern Europe and and the British Isles, uh, where the indigenous church of of Britain uh, kind of conflicted with the church of the Roman Empire. Uh, the Roman Empire's church was very organised, very structured uh, very um, dominant in the way it did things whereas the the indigenous church in Britain or the church known as the Celtic church um, was much more uh, organic and people based um, something that was very much in touch with with nature and creation and the rhythm of life Uh, and so there was this this, this conflict uh, between the two churches and the way they did things um most of the churches that we have nowadays are a descendant of the Roman Church because of the um, uh, decision at a big Synod uh, in Whitby in 664 uh, that every church in the country in Northern Europe should follow the the rule of the Roman Empire's Church uh, but more recently in more recent years maybe the last 50 years or so uh, there's kind of been a rise in number of Christians thinking well actually the way church is structured isn't quite hitting where we are spiritually, it's not really feeding spiritually where where we're going and though they're as Christians committed to Jesus they they felt that the church wasn't really um, giving them what they needed so many people started looking back to um, the history of church in this country in particular and around about fifty or so years ago uh, a man um, planted a new community on the Isle of Iona, which is where Columba uh, was, and this um, vein of, of Christianity that's become known as Celtic Christianity has kind of really taken off, and there's, there's a growing number of people who are really becoming interested in this uh, this stream of Christianity. So, uh, so yeah, so the, the community of Aidan Hilda is uh, a group. Um, that uh, exists really just to help people um who are trying to express themselves in this this vein of christianity and um, and my role um is is to to aid people who who uh who would like to live uh, according to our way of life we have um a way of life uh, very loosely based on something like a monastic order but much freer and much looser so that it becomes a life giving and principle to your, your spirituality. And we have uh, ten, uh, what we call way minds. Oh.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You still there, Rick? I'm still here. Okay, we lost
1: him early. It, it looks like it. I'm seeing... Yep, there he clicked off. Uh, hopefully he'll be back with us shortly.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Um wow.
1: That's an amazing introduction so far and
2: uh I have so many questions.
1: Yes, yes. Well, and I I did know just from the history that was forced down our uh in my throat as a child that uh uh that the Christians in uh in Britain, Brittany, um the Christians that were there were sort of uh steamrolled by the Roman Catholic Church Um, I'm not even sure they called it a Catholic Church at the time, I think it was just the Church uh, who were very ordered and structured and uh, so please continue my friend
0: yeah, sorry, I lost you for a second Uh, so we have these, these uh, 10 elements, that's what we, we call them, 10 way marks, uh, which try to give a bit of um, kind of that paradox where if you put a bit of structure in something, it, it increases the freedom. Um, and so, yeah, so my work is, my my job in, in the community is just to help people to um, express these ways of life so that it's life-giving. Um,
1: yeah. So not necessarily the case then with uh, uh with the celtic uh, tradition to have to completely give up every thought you've ever thought and think only what the church tells you.
0: Uh no, very much uh celtic Christianity is is based um a lot on kind of visualization and and expression and and, and that sorts of things. Um and one of the um the great benefits, for my opinion, of the Celtic Church is that everyone was quite um, individual in its expression, uh, whereas the, the structure that held the Roman Church together meant that, that all the churches are very similar to one another. Um, the, the way the Celtic Church worked was that if it, it, once it came to a community, it kind of built itself around how the community already was, uh, and so it implemented... The Christian belief into um the way people already were and the way people already thought and and so yeah it very much uh, encourages that that freedom of thought and um the challenge to a lot of the structure you find in church too
2: wow i have um I have so many questions David I'm fascinated really um coming from a traditional Christian upbringing and background so um I'm I'm gonna hit maybe with a couple of hard hitting questions, so I apologize for that, but not really because I wanna clear up some misconceptions <laughs> for people in Western yeah, they... society. Um I, I understand that there is a huge misconception that marries this idea of Celtic belief systems with paganism. And I do understand having grown up in a Christian um a Christian home that paganism was definitely frowned upon. Um Witchcraft and voodoo and all the, you know, how much, how much has society progressed over the last couple of years with regards to allowing a more open expression of the marriage of the two?
0: Um, I think one of the difficulties is phraseology, um, right. and. It's unfortunate that the phrase Celtic spirituality has kind of almost become synonymous with paganism, because obviously the Celts were nations, um, so it's, it's a bit like saying, well, you know, all the British are Christians, or, you know, all the Americans are pagan. You you can't clump nationally together uh, under one spirituality, uh, but it has become... Um, almost synonymous. If you talk about Celtic spirituality, people just assume that you will be talking about paganism. Um, I'm not sure how how far uh, people have become open to kind of marrying the two things together, but I think more people within the church particularly are becoming more open to understanding that there's perhaps a broader understanding to the Bible's teaching and, and to the way God works than what perhaps has been um, more traditionally thought of uh, within the last particularly 500 years of, of church history.
2: So you've seen a, have you seen a growth with regards to the Celtic Christianity Christian community? Um, because I I have noticed because i do write about spirituality and religion um so i've i've done a bit of my homework and i have noticed a lot of disillusioned people out there who are you know they're really fighting the chains that they feel have been wrapped around christianity like um and and it's it's to me it's really sad because um i feel very close to jesus and the message that he brought so for me it's, it's really sad to see that see people actually fighting against it in a way um, and, and what you're speaking of seems to be a more free way of expressing that universal love that he came to teach and I'm just wondering have you seen more expansion especially recently with regards to the community or is it pretty much a steady growth
0: Um, Yeah, I I mean, I can understand where you're coming from, Um, and I, I too, have have, have, uh, kind of felt that that heart pull of people wandering away from uh, spirituality, even, as a whole, uh, if not kind of the the, the church, because they kind of uh, judge God and Jesus by the actions of his people, uh, and and they've been hurt by the people that, that, that go to church, and so kind of drift away, Um, whereas these sorts of things, the the community of Adenhild and a number of other things that that collectively have uh, popularly become known, particularly in Britain, as fresh expressions of church. Um, Probably, I I would say, there's been a growth. Um, I don't know whether necessarily it had been a growth or whether people have just been...
1: Ah. Oh. (laughs) I'm, I'm sure he'll be right back.
2: I bet you he will. Um,
1: it certainly sounds to me, and I, I may repeat myself once we have David back with us, but it certainly sounds to me uh, much more uh, like discipleship. Yeah. I cannot imagine one of the disciples walking into a town some two thousand years ago and. <clears throat> Rounding up all of the people and telling them that every single thing they're doing is wrong. I know there's letters and things that where they're talking to them about some certain thing is, you know, maybe you could be done better, but I, I just can't imagine them going in and saying, "All right, oh, this is all, this is all hooey," and you're going to think the way I think. Uh, I can't imagine one of the disciples actually doing that. I was just saying. uh uh it certainly sounds to me much more like discipleship because i can't imagine one of the disciples walking into a town alone or with one friend and um uh, and trying to tell everyone that everything that they think is wrong uh just and it doesn't match the message to me to go in and judge people either
0: yeah definitely i it's the way that the celtic church worked was much more relational they, they were much more um, open to listening to the people first. I think that's that's the most important part of their their, uh, mission when they first went to a community. When when they were brought to a community, they would listen to the people and and, uh, kind of develop the Christianity around the people. Um, And and like you say, it's very similar uh having studied uh, the celtic church and also studied kind of hebraic culture and and the the, the first century kind of church there's a, a huge similarity between the history you read of of the celtic church in britain in the, in the first few hundred years uh and and the kind of hebraic culture and the, the early church the way that they did it what discipleship as you said is is all about really and there, there's very very uh, close similarity to the two things.
2: I have to, um, I have to put this out here now. When I I spoke to you this morning for the first time ever, um, I'm going to put it out there for everybody to hear. I was having a really not so good day, um, but David, to me, you seem to exude this sense of, I mean, and you're you're all the way over there on the other side of the ocean but you really brought me down today like i don't mean down depressed down i mean down to a place of comfort and peace just by talking to you because you you seem to exude this sense of peace and just i'm okay you know wherever i am i'm okay how long have you been a part of of this community
0: um I think I've been a member of the community for about 7 or 8 years. Um but uh, my my path of of uh spirituality that obviously led me to the community has been going a bit longer. Um and I've probably been regularly practicing things like uh, contemplative prayer and Christian meditation for maybe 4 or 5 years as well.
2: So, is there a lot of um, a lot of ritual around Celtic Christianity? You mentioned meditative prayer, and um, I'm just wondering what what you say that you also offer counseling and guidance to members of the community. So, I'm wondering what are the tools that you use? to help with their personal growth experience, because I'm already gathering from you that it is a very personal experience for each individual. Um, So as a guide, what would be the tools that you're offering and suggesting?
0: Um, It's it's difficult to say as a blanket because obviously you're working with individuals, and so you need to start where the individual is. one person i'm working with at the moment is is having uh, quite serious um self-esteem issues because of uh situations that that, that she's been through in her life and and um uh, circumstances that that physical uh, ability or, or uh, has has hindered or brought in her life and so we need to start where she is and 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 uh, so what i'm what i'm using with her is is some um, some practices that you might find in a kind of very contemplative meditation even something that you might find in in some zen meditation as well about uh trying to build up the um the character within herself so that she can uh be able to express herself without the fear of other people feeling uh, sorry, without the fear of other people uh putting her down in any way and and it's a fairly difficult question to answer because i do try as much as possible to deal with people as as individuals and so uh are different tools for different different ways to, and different people so um but i going back to the the question of ritual um i think that uh there is in my experience a benefit of uh putting a bit of ritual and a bit of structure into something. Um you can bring life to something by putting ritual in. Obviously if if the ritual becomes the object then that has the opposite effect. It can bring death into the, the spirituality. But actually to to bring some kind of structure and, and to to bring a a ritual in is, is something that can uh bring a bit of life and and, and uh um openness to God's spirit into something.
2: So then it's 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 now that sounds to me more like the Native American understanding of ritual where it's an expression of the connection to spirit as opposed to um, structured discipline with regards to the connection of spirit.
0: Does yeah, I mean the Celtic church's rituals were were very similar to a lot of the other indigenous Kind of rituals that you'll find, so uh, rituals that you'd find in in perhaps the Australian Aborigines or Native American those sorts of rituals, rather than the rituals you might find in a high church somewhere.
1: And 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 particularly that I like the way you said that, Jane, with uh, an expression of the spirituality as opposed to uh, in in some uh, f- spiritual practices uh, that they actually call themselves discipline. It's almost like you must perfect this ritual to be able to get there. So to speak, uh, instead of this ritual is how I, I just, I'm singing and dancing. Cause I just, wow. So I feel fun. expansive and yeah, it's fun and it's yeah. appreciation and joy. It's an expression of my joy. Um, uh, as opposed to, uh, you know, the way to get there is to, uh, you must gingiflect exactly right. I don't mean to pick on the Catholic Church. There's plenty of uh, spiritual, quote, disciplines that, uh, I mean, certainly look at some of the Eastern disciplines where you have to uh, be able to walk across rice paper without leaving a mark and things like this. where well, it seems it, like that's the way that you achieve your spirituality as opposed to express your spirituality.
2: I guess it's, it's, it's I mean, we can't really pick on anybody, really, can we? Because we can't judge which is the right way and which is the wrong way to celebrate your connection with spirit. There is no judgment there. Um, I just find it refreshing to, I guess, see it expressed, especially Christianity expressed that way. Um, because of my close ties to, you know, a Christian background. So, and and my own struggles with with the structure that went around, you know, what I felt just didn't fit with the teachings. Um, do we have him back?
1: Yes, we do. Yay! Yeah. Okay. It's not a problem. It's Atlantic. a momentary Connection. thing with... Uh, oh, we, no, we, it's we we stretch Skype to its uh to its limits with our show often and uh uh so I'm glad that Gene is here with me because I have someone to talk to uh because uh, when I'm on the line alone I'm liable to sing and that's that's really torture people to do without. <clears throat> it's very scary um, so I I I'm beginning maybe to get a feel uh from listening to you talk David uh of of where a title or descriptive phrase like Explorer Guide uh, might come from, because it seems to me like you uh, are a, a guide and a, uh, if nothing else, a friendly face along the way as as the person you're working with explores. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, the, the title Explorer Guide uh, is based on the... Um, uh, names of the, uh, the kind of levels of membership into the community of Aidan and Hilda, the first um, level is called the Explorer uh, and, uh, and so basically what you do is you you, you uh, have a look at the ten elements of the way of life and you um, explore, hence the name, uh, whether this way of life is for you, whether it fits into what you're doing, whether it fits into your expression of Christianity and whether it brings a, a bit of life to it and, and, and uh, helps you um, and then, uh, if you step on from that, the idea is to be an explorer for maybe a year or two, and um, and if you feel it is for you, then then uh, to to move on to what we call the voyager, uh, where is a name taken for where the Celts used to get into their coracles and kind of go out into sea, um, and 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 you, you, we take some very simple vows and say, well, this is this is really for me, and and I commit to that. So, the explorer is really the first level of, of kind of stepping into the community and. and looking at whether this is for you this way of life is for you this um, kind of Celtic Christianity is for you and, and yeah my my job basically is to guide people on, on their exploration of that
1: see, I just love that to, to help guide people on their exploration And
2: there's absolutely no sense of guruism sitting on a pedestal, standing on a soapbox I, I mean it's no, just no
1: conversion by the sword
2: it's just incredible to me to finally get to speak to you um because I am a member of the group on facebook but i I mean to be able to speak to you in this way and to gain s- such a m- clear understanding of what this community is about is an incredible opportunity um, i can you, you you keep mentioning the ten tenants is that what you called them uh
0: the waymarks or elements. Okay,
2: Waymarks elements. Can you explain a little more to me and to us and our listeners about?
0: Yeah, um, the, well, well, I'll, I'll I'll go through the ten, and, and uh, the, lots of them uh, speak for themselves, really. So, and um, we commit to, to uh, these ten elements, these ten waymarks. The first one is lifelong learning. So we commit to the fact that we're never going to know everything. We're always going to be a disciple. We're always going to be a learner. We've always got to develop. We've always got to mature in our understanding. Um, the second one is uh, entitled Spiritual Journey, which just kind of extends off of that and says, you know, life is a journey and our, and our spirit is a journey and, and and we just need to keep going on that. There's, there's never a, a, an instance in our life on, on this earth where we've arrived uh, and that's the end. Um, the third one is um, putting a rhythm into life. And, and perhaps if there's a central element to, to the way of life of the community, the rhythm is part of it. And so we commit to having a rhythm of uh, what we've written as prayer and work and recreation. And so we, we, it's that kind of um, work-life balance, but with a spiritual element thrown in as well. So we've got three aspects to the rhythm. We make sure we put the, the work aspect in, the, the recreation or the, the, the leisure time. Uh, but then also making sure that it's, it's well-balanced and equal with that kind of spiritual time where we sit and uh, spend time with, with God, with Spirit. Uh, then we, we commit to um, intercession, at least uh, committing to um, drawing other people before, before God or praying for other people, if you want a Christian terminology. Um, the fifth element is that we commit to a simple lifestyle. Uh, And that's kind of based a little bit on the uh, monastic understanding of poverty, but actually understanding that some people in life are called to have more, but to use things properly, to to be a good steward of what you have. And so to live a simple life doesn't necessarily mean to to give everything away. You can be uh, a millionaire and still live a simple lifestyle. Uh, It's about where your heart is compared to your uh, physical resources um mm. number six uh point six is is to care for creation to to realize that we are
2: wow,
1: to care for creation to realize that we are caretakers
2: you can yeah, I guess you can pretty much finish that one for him
1: well, um until he comes back because it's one that uh that I appreciate so much
2: i, I yeah, know. so far i'm right hook <laughs>
1: um, it's um you know uh the simplicity I, I i love that one very much uh because because you can live simply uh regardless of what kind of you know resources you might have um
2: I think that's such a, a key element to understanding that, you know, there's nothing wrong with wealth. There's nothing wrong with abundance. It's how you use it.
1: Right. Um, just from their website, um, uh, says, We're not seeking a life of denial, for we thoroughly rejoice in the good things God gives us. Our clothes and furniture should reflect God-given features of our personalities. And let's just face it, some people are... More colorful, you could say. Absolutely. Welcome back, David.
0: Thank you. Sorry.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: So, uh, you were you were talking about the the, the simple lifestyle and expressing. Uh, yes, no, I
1: had no, no. Zipped over to the uh, to the website AidenandHilda yeah. dot org. Uh, not to try to carry on for you, but just uh, that one simplicity, I think, is a grand one because. Uh, uh, so many people get caught in denial. You must deny all these things, and uh, yeah. not so.
0: Yeah. So it's it's like you say. It's it's about using what you have in in the right context. But it's not it's not about giving it all up. It's about using it properly.
2: Oh, David, where were you five years ago?
0: Just <laughs> <laughs> not connect via Skype or Facebook here. <laughs> uh, that's the first five, um, and the other five are uh, the, the care for creation. I don't know if you got that. Just before I dropped out of, of Skype, there um, we we commit to uh, understanding that we're kind of one with creation, that we are part of it, and, and we need to care for it and look after it. Um, and so, you know, there are there's a lot of things that you can do for for that. We promote, you know, the the uh, green living and, and things like that, as well as you know just just the basic kind of looking after the creatures and the plants that are around you and stuff like that. Understanding that God's spirit flows through the whole of creation. Um, the seventh point is uh, the healing of fragmentation. This is, this is one that I, I particularly uh, love. Just the idea of, of uh, the healing of fragmentation, particularly of uh, people and communities. Um, so being committed to, to being there to... Uh, to be a bridge between people, to uh, to try and bring healing, basically, into, into fragmentation of communities and formalism, and people's own individual lives as well. Um, the eighth uh, way mark is openness to God's Spirit, uh, which just you know, what we've been talking about pretty much for the whole time is just being open to whatever God wants to do in whatever way God wants to do it. Completely open to the fact that He can move in. Uh, Completely different and new ways than we've ever experienced or read about in the Bible. Um, the ninth one is uh, unity, to to know that actually not only is, is the whole of what the Bible describes as what it called the body of Christ um, yeah. is kind of one with God, but actually the whole of everything and, and all people are kind of have that divine image in the midst of them, and, and so we need to bring unity in. And then the last one the 10th uh, element is uh, mission. Uh, and that's really a, a quite a lot about how you express your spirituality, it's about who you are uh, and to use a, a, a fairly christian buzz phrase to about being the gospel uh, about being that that good news uh, in the way that you express your life. and so those those are the 10 things that we we commit to. Um, now everybody express those in, in individual
1: ways and do it differently. Yeah, I didn't, in, in the whole uh, of the ten, I didn't hear, had to be committed to the church. Mm. Lots of committed to Jesus and, and, and Spirit and God.
2: But you know what, I didn't even hear committed to Jesus. I heard committed to the teachings of mm. And so yeah, I'm, I'm going to bring that up too because there's that's that's one of my own personal struggles in the past was am I supposed to worship this man? I value the teachings absolutely but um I don't think he would want me to put him on a pedestal. So from your understanding in the Carlstrom Celtic Christian community, David. Like, what's your what's your view on that, and how do you integrate that into the teachings?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, from our perspective, there's kind of uh, an expectation that if you're stepping into this, you're you're coming from a Christian perspective, so you've already got that um, understanding of Christ, of of kind of where the the basis of of what the Bible says. Um, But yeah, definitely, I think. There's a there's a difficulty in understanding what it means to be committed to Jesus because of how it's been expressed over the last however long in church history, maybe even fifteen hundred years since the Synod of Whitby in six sixty four. Um and actually being committed to Jesus um which is what what the word Christian means in its in its essence means Christ like. A uh, Greek okay. phraseology means to be like christ and um, to have that sense of understanding who jesus was uh comes at the center of of the whole of celtic christianity um, and there's 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 a lot of uh christ centered um teachings and, and expressions in, in celtic christianity um, and and so it's a fairly, uh, I suppose, just an expectation or an assumption. Possibly, might be a better word. That if you come into the community, you're you're kind of coming in, at least from.
1: Oh. Uh oh. At a key moment. Always.
2: Makes it all the more interesting, though, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it does.
2: It's punctuating those those statements beautifully.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's Bill had a uh, an excellent point that it's uh, this is where our empirical understanding uh, fails. Our added up one two three here, here's the fact understanding fails. It's it's its essence. It's consciousness, and it is uh, I think and would add uh, individual personal. And, and that's uh,
2: why it's so beautiful to be able to bring these different guests on the show because there's so much um similarity in what um, they're they're saying
1: almost almost equality in what they're saying, different ways of saying it, different ways of getting there, different things that are of comfort to you um, but i
2: and yet all I, with I, the same message.
1: Yeah, I do know that there are a lot of alienated Christians and people that think, you know, well, Christianity's bad. And uh, it's nice to have a refreshing and different view. Welcome back.
0: Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just saying, just as I dropped out, that that um, within all of this, uh, and I've said about that I've been committed to Jesus, there are a lot of people in, in this, not necessarily just our community, but in this kind of whole vein of fresh expression that are, stepping into this because they are becoming or they are already disillusioned with, with the mainstream church and, and how that's been so there's kind of this uh, complete commitment to, to, to Jesus and his teachings but very different to uh, how it's been expressed which I, I think listening to catching at the end of what you were saying, it's kind of what you were saying just now as I dropped out.
1: Yes, absolutely It. it there's a saying that I've heard that uh not to seek to walk in the footsteps but to seek what they they sought. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not, and, not to try to be the person but to seek after what they see. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And uh and was just saying that's where a lot of <clears throat> personal and individual comes in and why uh it's so wonderful that you, you know, say you you find out where they are and you start there.
0: Yeah. It
2: it is really refreshing for me. Um because because of the number of people that I have seen disillusioned with Christianity to have um to get again to talk to somebody from a Christian community that from my understanding is is giving the power to the individual to have um, a personal connection with spirit and to build a friendship with Jesus through their understanding of his teachings.
1: And And, meditative, contemplative prayer.
2: And, wow. Uh
1: Uh-oh.
2: No, I'm just saying, wow, like, Sorry. So, wow. Well, that's okay. just
1: often. That's just often where I, 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 I think that's where that connection is can be found, and that the formality that prayer has taken on in so many. Uh, practices I guess you could say so many faiths um, when when I think it was at least uh, uh, from a Christ perspective was almost more of uh, more similar to meditation uh, uh, perhaps directed meditation uh, but uh, I, I like the term contemplative prayer um, because it Sort of implies that meditative quietness that uh, willingness to be to be quiet and to listen um, but still to sort of be there you're you're contemplating your uh, you're not going through some formalized ritual and calling it prayer yeah uh you know cross yourself or kneel or. Uh, uh, kneel on a carpet and face a certain direction. Any of that kind of formality to prayer—that it's it's a contemplative thing and it's your time with with God. It's uh, not some again thing to be perfected. Just an everyday connection.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's a real. Uh, Heart of where where Celtic Christianity is that actually um, everything is about a connection with, with spirit. Everything is spiritual, um, and actually it's one of the things you you find in in uh, in the Bible. If you look at the the original context, there's there's no word in in the Hebrew language for spiritual, and so actually you won't find the word spiritual anywhere in the Old Testament. Uh, and Jesus never taught of your spiritual life as compared to any other part of your life. Uh, he just taught about life because actually the Hebrews had a complete understanding that everything is spiritual, and everything you do is a connection with spirit. Um, and there's no kind of special um, ritual, to use that word, to be able to connect you with spirit, but actually uh, the whole of life, everything holistically is, is, a, is a walk in the spirit, uh, and because you, you're one whole person. Your, your physicalness is actually a part of your spiritualness as well and that's what the Celts express to that, that uh, it's just all spiritual it,
1: that everything is spirit yeah the so plants, it's not the, the fish the birds the, the friends the family uh, the house
2: again it's not teaching you how to be it's teaching you to appreciate the being
0: yes well put
1: yes yes and to uh, seek within and uh uh, for there's where you find
0: um, yeah and connection re- the, the inner with, with with everything that's outside as well like, yes. that that divine connection with creation that we have
1: yes every the, the the barriers and separation between everything the the unity that everything is uh, uh man bless all of it uh-huh. It's just yeah. been a, a mighty blessing to have you with us tonight, David. Um, and I bless you for the work that you're doing, because uh, certainly sounds like ministry to me. Thank you. Uh,
0: Thanks for letting uh, me on. It
2: really it it does it
1: it. You know, uh, I have
2: found a Christian community that I would be able to, and this is saying a lot, David. I hope you understand that, but that is. Um, The Celtic Christian community is a community that I would be able to call home. Um, And that to me is just so heartening because I have for so long wanted to just scream from the top of my lungs that there are amazing Christians out there who actually understand what Jesus was all about. They're out there. They're out there. Um, and and there you go. there you go there are they they are out there. And now and now they're in here. nothing wrong with Christianity. And now they're in here. And and that's why I because you know
1: I, I think the anger that a lot of alienated Christians feel is because they have within them this knowing this belief that Christ is the way that 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 that, that they can just feel there there it is. But then they see this doctrine or discipline. And again, I don't limit that just to the Christian church, to, to many different formalities. Uh, and, and, and they rail against that, and they think against that. and uh, Because like I said, I can't see a disciple going in and rearranging the way people think. Uh, yes, but not from a standpoint of, I don't care what you think, this is how you think to go in and find, where, where are these people? Because ministry, to me, is just ministering to people. It's not preaching, it's not uh, uh, practically turning yourself into a point of worship or a point that must be between the people and God, uh, that they're just, they're, you are, spirit manifests, uh, as is everything and how could you be separate it's just uh it's a beautiful thing and uh, it uh is, and where can people where can people find you and and find your community and learn more about uh what's going on where where can they find you on the web or
0: yeah well uh, i mean you you've mentioned the website already the it's very simple aidanandhilda.org um you can also um the best There's numerous books that we we produce as a community, but the best one to get is called A Pilgrim Way, and it's written by one of our founders called Ray Simpson. Uh, And that's basically a small history of the beginning of the community, and then an explanation of each of the elements of the way of life. Um, Physically, if you want to come over, the um, office and our own retreat center and bookstore and, and Celtic Studies Libraries on Lindisfarne up in Northumberland. And, and uh, we have a few community members that live up there and run the guest house and, and library and stuff. So uh, the book, A Pilgrim Way by Ray Simpson or aideninhilda.org or come visit the island.
1: Beautiful.
2: Thank you. Thank you, David, for, for coming um, to talk to us tonight. It really, to me, is is really putting the, the essence of Christ back into Christianity. And I thank you for that because that, that for me is a huge, huge deal. Um, so bless you for that and bless you and your community for the work that you're doing.
1: And I thank just you. want to thank, thank, you thank everybody. To
0: bless you and you your
1: show. I just want to thank everybody that's joined us tonight and uh that's joining us later by uh by podcast. Uh, we'll have links to uh David um, group and websites on our website at everydayconnection.me. And uh, please come back and join us next week. We're going to have Sandra Manson on. Uh, Sandra's a uh, holistic hypnotherapist uh, and a uh, dear friend of uh, Jane's. So I know we're going to have a grand time. Absolutely. So thank you again, everybody.
2: Thank you, everybody.
1: Be sure and uh, keep working on your everyday connection.
2: Bye,
0: all.